المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وأحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our designer, our sustainer, our nourisher, our protector. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. I hope and pray that you and your family members and your loved ones are all well by the mercy and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This week, there has been much hurt and disappointment in our community regarding the verdict in the case of the death of Brother Abdurrahman Abdi. The police officer who was charged was found not guilty on all charges. What we do know is that Brother Abdurrahman was in a troubling mental distress. Calls came in reporting an individual behaving in an inappropriate manner. Police responded. Brother Abdurrahman was running back home. Police chased him, caught up with him just outside the front doors of his apartment building. And at least one officer responded very, very violently. And uh, alhamdulillah, this was all captured. Uh, we're grateful for the fact that this was captured on video because otherwise it would have been very difficult to ascertain what had actually happened in his final moments. There appeared to be no urgency to call for medical help. And sadly, Brother Abdurrahman Abdi succumbed to his injuries. Now, just before the interaction with police, he was very active, but he died soon after his violent arrest by police, while his family and neighbors sadly looked on. The judge said that the police officer likely caused the death of Brother Abdurrahman, but likely was not good enough in the court of law, where the standard is that an accused must be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, regardless of the legalities, the fact remains that an interaction with police should not lead to a person's death, especially not someone who is in mental distress. There was a similar case not too long ago in Mississauga, where Brother Ijaz Chaudhary was at home in mental distress. His family, his own family had called for help and police responded. And instead of helping him, ended up killing him in, right in his own home. Brother Suleiman Faqiri suffered also from mental health struggles after a traumatic car crash. He had no criminal record. He was repeatedly taken into custody under the Ontario Mental Health Act and taken to a doctor in each instance. However, the last time he was instead taken to a notorious jail, kept in solitary confinement, meaning he was said, uh, kept alone. Uh, his uh, family wasn't allowed to meet him. Uh, the, a judge even ordered that he uh, was to be uh, sent to a mental health center instead. The ruling of the judge was not respected, and just three days after that ruling, he was found dead in his cell. And the investigation found 50 cuts, bruises, and other obvious signs of injury all over his body, and none of the guards involved 
were charged by the Ontario Provincial Police in his death. So we know that something went terribly wrong in each of these cases, and no one has been held to account for that wrong. Now, unfortunately, this appears, and it is very unfortunate, that this appears to be a pattern where police officers or people in authority, people who are charged with keeping the peace and who are supposed to be helping people, are not held to the same standard as other members of the public. And they are able to get away with excessive violence and even murder that if a member of the public had done the exact same thing, they would likely not be let off so easily, if at all. Now, this has to do with you know numerous factors, with biases in the interpretation of law, uh, the uh, training or uh, you know lack of training of police officers, uh, biases in, in in dealing with minorities, especially those who are black and indigenous, uh, institutional racism, and other factors as well. Now, all this being said, it is true that there are uh, a number of individuals and leaders, um, you know, in various police forces at the Ottawa Police as well at the municipal and the provincial level um, who get it, and they are trying to bring positive change. So we are thankful to them for that and continue to support them in their efforts, which need to continue and intensify. Now, justice, of course, my brothers and sisters, is something that each person wants for themselves and often for those who they care about. The human tendency is to want justice for oneself when one is wrong, but one to want what? to avoid it or want to avoid it when one is at fault. So this is the human tendency that we want justice when uh, when we are wronged or someone close to us is wronged. Uh, but when we are the ones committing the wrong, then we want to avoid it. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that justice, that when it comes to justice, we must be objective, whether it is against ourselves or against those who we love or even against those who we despise. So regardless of whether uh, it is in our interest or it is against our interests. We are responsible by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are held accountable for being objective when it comes to justice. Now, it is given that in this world, you know, human beings will have conflicts, will have disagreements. And thus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated that there must be rules that people live by and authorities and places that people can turn to to get justice. And therefore, we have laws, and we have courts, and we have judges. The guidance of Allah and His Messenger وسلم, allows retribution against the killer by the family of the one who is murdered. And that is their right. According to the guidance of Allah and His Messenger وسلم, that retribution against the killer is the right of the family of the victim. But they are encouraged to accept a civil settlement, basically a payment, instead of uh, retribution, or they're encouraged to encourage that if they can find it themselves within themselves to forgive the murderer altogether. Now, of course, as citizens, we are subject to local laws, and so we have to abide by them and use the legal tools that are available to us to get as much justice as possible. Now, we must remember, of course, that the application of human-made laws, human-made laws by human beings is never going to be perfect. In fact, it will be flawed much of the time because human law applied by humans who are imperfect. What else can we expect, right? The laws are created by human beings who are uh, fallible and who are imperfect. And then they are applied by human beings who are fallible and imperfect. Um, so therefore we can expect that there will be 
miscarriages of justice, unfortunately. There will be times uh, when people get away with crimes. There will be times when uh, innocent people get accused and imprisoned or punished for crimes that they did not commit. Now, even the laws given by Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which uh, you know, need to be applied by human beings, they too you know, will end up in some instances being applied imperfectly. Because again, they are being applied by human beings who are imperfect and who are limited in their abilities. There is an instance with regards to Ali ibn Abi Talib, he found a Christian man with his armor. And he was Amir al-Mu'mineen. He was the commander, the leader of the faithful, of the believers. He decided to take up the matter legally. So he brought the dispute to the judge by the name of Shuray. And Ali radiallahu anhu said that this is my armor. So he made the claim, this is my armor and I have not sold it, nor I have given it away. I recognize that this is my item. This belongs to me. I haven't given it to anyone. I haven't sold it. And this person has my armor. So Shuray said to the Christian, what do you say about what the leader of the believers has said? What do you say about what this, this, this claim that the leader of the believers, that Amir al-Mu'mineen is, uh, is making and what he is saying? So he replied and said that it is my armor. So the, the person who uh, happened to be a Christian and he had the armor of Ali radiallahu anhu, he said that it is my armor, but I do not consider the, the leader of the believers, I do not consider the Amirul Mu'mineen to be a liar. So Shuraih then turned to Ali radiallahu anhu and he said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, O leader of the believers, do you have proof? Because you're making the claim and we learned from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that uh, the the, bayina, the the burden of proof is on the person who makes the claim. Um, uh, so he says, O leader of the believers, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, do you have proof? And Ali radiallahu anhu laughed and he said that Shuraih is correct. I do not have proof. So I myself know that this armor belongs to me and this person has it and I have not sold it. I have not given it away. Uh, but actually, do I have any proof? No, actually, I don't have any proof of that, but I know of that. So Shuraih, the judge, he ends up, he ends up ruling in favor of the Christian who was uh, in possession of the armor that Ali radiallahu anhu had claimed was his. But he had no proof. So the judge in this case had no choice because there was no proof. It was an accusation. It was a claim. And he had to rule in favor of, um, of the defendant. Um, so this person who was a Christian took the armor and began to walk away. But then he returned. And he said, He says, as for me, I testify that this is the judgment of the prophets that Amirul Mu'mineen qaddamani ila qadihi wa qadihi yaqdi alayh that the leader of the believers himself the Amirul Mu'mineen himself takes me to his judge right because of course the the, the judge is under the the command or you know is is under the um, the authority of the Amirul Mu'mineen who was at the top so he says that the leader of the believers himself takes me to his judge and the judge rules against him. And then he says, I testify that there is no God except Allah. And I testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And he says, 
that by Allah, the, regarding the armor, the armor is yours, O leader of the believers, O Amir al-Mu'mineen. I followed the army. That I followed the army when you were on your way to the battle of Safin, and the armor fell from your equipment. So he uh, admits, and then Ali radiallahu anhu responds, and he says, That if you have accepted Islam, then this armor is for you. And uh, the matter is settled in that way, subhanAllah. And this is uh, reported in Al-Bidayah or Nihayah. So Ali radiallahu anhu was upon the truth. But the judge, Shuraih, uh, had no choice but to rule in favor of the defendant because he was, of course, bound by uh, the, the rules and regulations of the court, which come from the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, And he had to rule accordingly, even though this judgment was going against Amir al-Mu'mineen, who he was, you know, working under. Now, in Islam, the Muslim judge who sincerely tries to, to be just receives two rewards, if they're correct in their judgment, and one reward if they're incorrect. They're not sinful, right? So the Qadi who is making a decision, if they are correct, we learn from the Prophet ﷺ that they have ajran, they have two rewards. But if they make a mistake, they don't, they're not sinful, if they're sincere, of course, they're, they're sincerely trying to, to rule uh, correctly and fairly, then they are um, not sinful, but rather they only receive one reward instead of two, which they receive when they are correct. Now, today, unfortunately, we find that the justice system moves very, very slowly here, but also in other countries as well. It is also very uh, financially stressful. You know, there is uh, legal aid available, uh, but, you know, it is very challenging for the poor to have strong representation in court uh, or for people who are you know, even who are not considered to be poor. Um, you know, uh, they're not necessarily considered to be from the less fortunate, but it can be very, very expensive to go to court. Now, sometimes it is the skill of a lawyer that lets a guilty person go free. What do they do? They create doubts, and that's their job. They create doubts, they poke holes, or sometimes that same approach leads to the imprisonment of an innocent person. In the case of Brother Abdurrahman Abdi, it took seven months for charges to be laid. So that was just the first question, because when there is uh, death uh, or injury uh, related to police action in Ontario, it is the responsibility of the Special Investigations Unit, the SIU, to investigate um, that case. And this investigation took seven months. So for seven months, the family and the community didn't even know if there was going to be any action taken whatsoever, any charges were going to be laid or not uh, against uh, the police officers involved. Um, so it took seven months. And of course, that was a long wait. And, and it is very difficult for the family, uh, especially for the family. Uh, so after seven months, um, the first step was cleared and the SIU announced that, yes, they were going to be laying charges. Mm -hmm. um, now it has been over four years since the death of Brother Abdurrahman Abdi, and now after four years, the verdict has been reached. Now, this time uh, is often very painful and very difficult for the friends and family members of the victims of a crime, and also for those who are wrongfully accused, as it happens from time to time. We have in this country of ours, um, and of course in other places as well, you know, instances where people have been accused, uh, even wrongfully convicted. Uh, this has happened in the past with regards to you know murders and and other um, uh, other crimes. Um, members of our uh, of of the Muslim community, the Canadian Muslim community, have been impacted as well, uh, especially with relating uh, you, you know uh, with regards to uh, terrorism related charges as well. Uh, so we find trumped up charges, 
uh, false accusations, uh, even case of you know entrapment as well. Uh, so people are, are, are wrongfully accused um, in various cases, uh, and that also happens. And the, the trials take so long to come to court that those you know four or five years, even more, uh, are, are are really just just so painful uh, for the person who has been wrongfully wrongfully accused uh, and their family members. And then you know after all that waiting. When the judgment go, go comes out and it goes against all expectations of justice, mm -hmm. that pain and difficulty just increases, increases exponentially. And it is indeed a great test of patience and perseverance. Um, and as we discussed uh, last week, you know, each moment of pain, of anxiety, of stress, of depression, of worry will not go unnoticed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there will be something good in return for each moment. Insha'Allah, we ask Allah Almighty to ask uh, to grant justice, uh, peace, and closure to the families of Brother Abdurrahman Abdi, Brother Suleiman Fakiri, uh, Brother Ijaz Chaudhry, and to and all of those who are victims, their families, and the wrongfully accused and imprisoned. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Now, my brothers and sisters, the pursuit of justice, the pursuit for justice, must continue, and we must offer our support to those who have been wronged. For those. Who do not believe perhaps it is quite difficult to cope with injustice it is not easy for believers as well but we have great hope and good expectations from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all allah azza wa jalla is the ultimate judge al-hakam uh, and the most fair so one who doesn't uh, believe or is weak in faith may think that they can escape justice and accountability by winning a court case by fooling people by hiding their crimes, right? My person may think that they can get away, but the reality is, is the, that the punishment of this world, right? The, the punishment that a, a person receives in this world is expiation for punishment of the hereafter. This is what we learned from the Sunnah of the Prophet So the punishment that a person receives for their crimes in this world is expiation for the punishment that they would have otherwise received in the hereafter. So a person who is truly guilty and escapes the worldly punishment, they will have to face the ultimate judge, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azza wa jal tells us in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we will set up the scales of justice on the day of judgment. So no soul will be wronged in the least. No soul will be wronged in the least. And even if a deed is the weight of a mustard seed, you know, a, a something that is so tiny, a deed, we will bring it forth. It will be brought forth. It will be made apparent. And sufficient are we as, as a vigilant reckoner. So there is no getting away. So there is no getting away for anyone, for any wrong that they have committed. Everything will be brought to account on the day of judgment, no matter how small it is. And Abu Hurairah relates that the Prophet said that, that the rights of justice will be restored to the people on the day of judgment or will be restored to their holders, to their people, to those who they are due to on the day of resurrection. And the Prophet ﷺ said, even between the hornless and horned sheep, subhanAllah, 
that the uh, uh, the sheep that is uh, horned, if they if it has you know hurt the hornless sheep, even that will be settled on the day of judgment, and this hornless sheep will receive justice as well. So it is not just for human beings, but also between animals as well. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will grant ultimate justice on that day, and every single person, every single being, every single soul that has been wronged in any way will receive um, uh, will, will receive justice on that day, and every single person you know who has committed a wrong and has gotten away with it in this world will be brought to account for their deeds. So we learn, my brothers and sisters, that ultimate justice will occur on the day of judgment, inshallah. And this gives us much hope, but it should also make us afraid as well. Inshallah, everyone who has been wronged in any way will get their day in court and a result with which they will not be disappointed with, inshallah. If not in this world, then certainly in the next. Because for us, when we pass away, when a person dies, that is not the end of their existence. That is actually... Um, you know, the, the real beginning of their existence because this world is just, uh, you know, a very short and very uh, temporary uh, part of our existence. We existed before we were born, our souls existed before we were born, and will continue to exist after we pass away as well. So when a person dies, it is not the end. And in fact, in many ways, it is actually the true beginning of our existence. So my brothers and sisters, we uh, must also examine ourselves as well that yes, if we have been wrong, we want justice on the day of judgment. We want justice in this world. And if not, then we ask for justice on the day of judgment, which we will receive, inshallah. But we must also examine ourselves that what have we done to wrong others? And what if we are the ones being held to account on the day of judgment? SubhanAllah, right? So it goes both ways. So on the one hand, yes, we all want justice. And inshallah, everyone who has been wronged will receive justice. But what if we are the ones who have done something wrong? And then there are claimants against us. So this should also make us fearful and should make us very, very careful in terms of our dealings of, with others. Uh, if we have wronged anyone, you know, that we try to rectify our affairs, we try to seek forgiveness from them, we try to set matters straight, uh, we seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we, we try never to repeat our actions um, uh, because, uh, you know, otherwise we could very well be brought to account on the day of judgment as well. Now, finally, for everyone who creates evil plots against others, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says clearly in the Quran, that but the evil plotting only backfires on those who plot. That evil plotting only backfires on those who plot. So those who are going around making evil plots, trying to, you know, do things to put others down, to entrap others, to cause trouble to others, to get away, you know, plots to get away with crimes, with oppression. Know that every evil plot will fall apart and embroil the plotters in their own evil. Sooner or later, that is going to happen. Whether we see it or not, whether we realize it or not, that is going to happen. And it is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran. So my brothers and sisters who have uh, suffered injustice, who are suffering injustice and oppression, who, um, you know, have hope, have hope and persevere and know that the injustice and oppression that has been done against you, done to you and your loved ones will never go unnoticed. And if you have, uh, if you have not suffered injustice, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and commit to supporting those who have been wronged, those who have suffered injustice, those who are uh, who have and who are suffering from injustice and oppression. My brothers and sisters, let us make dua. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluhu wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluhu ala niyatuhu wa sirruhu. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda wa laka alhamdu idha radid wa laka alhamdu ba'da al-rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Oh Allah, please grant justice to all of those who have been wronged, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please grant them and their families relief and peace and closure, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please bring all the perpetrators to account for their crimes, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, so many people walk free. Oh Allah, so many criminals. Oh Allah, so many oppressors. They walk free in this on this earth. Oh Allah, they think they can get away. Oh Allah, they walk with pride. Oh Allah, they boast about their wins and about the oppression and injustices that they have committed and they feel that they are immune to the wrath and, and, and to justice, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please grant, uh, please bring them all to account, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant justice to those who have been wronged, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your forgiveness uh, and your mercy upon our brothers, Abdurrahman Abdi, our brother Suleiman Faqiri, brother Ijaz Chaudhry. Oh Allah, please grant them the best place in Jannah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, all of those who have been wronged, all of our brothers and sisters who have been wronged and have lost their lives in this way, oh Allah, please grant them the blessed place and best place in Jannah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please shower your mercy and forgiveness upon them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are experiencing distress, anxiety, grief, worry, depression, and any other type of suffering. Oh Allah, please remove all of these you know, feelings. Oh Allah, please replace them with happiness and ease, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are suffering from mental health challenges, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant ease and peace to their family members, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove the worries and anxiety of their family members, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, especially those parents who have children with mental health challenges, Oh Allah, children who are suffering from various illnesses. Oh Allah, please grant relief. Oh Allah, please grant cures. Oh Allah, please cure their children. Oh Allah, please cure their youth. Oh Allah, please cure their adult children. Oh Allah, please grant ease and peace to all parents and families in this situation, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove the trials and hardships from the lives of all of our brothers and sisters, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant them strength to succeed to the trials that have been decided for them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we thank you and we praise you for all of your blessings. Oh Allah, we thank you and we praise you for all of the ease and comforts that you have blessed us with. Oh Allah, please protect our children. Oh Allah, please protect our youth. Oh Allah, please protect all of us, Ya Rabbil Alameen, from all types of harm, O oh Allah, whether it's spiritual harm, mental harm, or physical harm, O oh Allah, in this age of the pandemic, O oh Allah, please protect all of our healthcare workers and teachers, O oh Allah, all of those who are having to go out and interact with others, O oh Allah, please protect them, our children, our youth, O oh Allah, and all people from all types of harms and hardships, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please envelop us all in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill and facing hardships and struggles with regards to their health. O oh Allah, our elder sister living in pain and weakness. O oh Allah, our brother and sister living with long-term pain and injuries and struggles. O oh Allah, our elder pioneers, O oh Allah, who have given much of their lives to serving your deen, to serving our communities. O oh Allah, they are ill. O oh Allah, suffering from cancer, other illnesses, and injuries. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery. Oh Allah, please accept them and shower your mercy upon them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please cure them from all of their hardships and pain and suffering, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, all of those who are ill and who are injured, 
Allah, you are the cure. Allah, you are the healer. Allah, no one can heal except you. Allah, no one can cure except you. Allah, please grant them all a speedy and complete recovery, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma Rabbil Nas, Adhib al-Ba'as, Ishfihim wa anta shafi, La shifa illa shifa u shifa u la shifa illa yugadiru saqma, Wa Allahumma shfihim shifaan ajilan, kamilan min kulli da, Allahumma fili jami'a mawt al-Muslimin, Al-lazina shahidu laka bil-wahdaniyya, Walinabiyyika bil-risala, Mamatu ala thalik, Allahumma gfirlahum warhamhum, Wa'afihim wa'afu anhum, وأكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم أزبر علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك الرضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سقتك والنار اللهم جعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم آمن روعاتنا واستر عوراتنا واصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا وأحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين يدينا ومن خلفنا وعن إيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال يا رب العالمين اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم إنا نسألك خير المسألة وخير الدعاء وخير النجاح وخير العمل وخير الثواب وخير الحياة وخير الممات يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح أحوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا رحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وقواتنا في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد 
على اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين جزاكم الله خيرا brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all uh, please those who are at home go ahead and offer four rakats of dhuhr prayer those who are scheduled uh, for uh, registered for friday prayer please uh, come uh, uh, offer um, friday prayer at your allotted time uh, inshallah and uh, tonight we will be having um, a very uh, um, interesting discussion inshallah regarding islamic history month uh, and why you should care about islamic history this will be happening at 9 p.m. Inshallah, it's a it's another edition of Friday Night Mic Drop uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Inshallah, uh, find it at CanadaMuslims.ca/live uh, and also on our uh, Facebook and YouTube channels at Canada Muslims. Uh, we will have Sister Shahina Siddiqui from uh, Winnipeg from Islamic History Month Canada, uh, Brother Hassan Munir, uh, historian from Mississauga. Inshallah, and I will be hosting the discussion. So I look forward to uh, seeing you at 9 p.m. tonight. Inshallah, Jazakumullah uh, Khairah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi